Welcome to Creative Aperture, the podcast focused on being a creative on the internet. My name is Jackson Hayes, your host. In this episode, I had the chance to sit down via the internet and have a lovely chat with the amazing Travis MCP. What you're about to hear is just a really fun conversation I had with him. We covered a lot of topics ranging from building a community to the definition of success. So without further ado, here's the episode. So first of all, thank you so much for coming to the show. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself for those who don't know who you are? Uh, my name is Travis, Travis MCP on uh, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I'm a tech reviewer and tech kind of talking about her. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to do all reviews uh, in the future. I'll be doing a little bit of everything, but I love tech. So started a channel back in uh, the end of January, early February of this year, and just been doing that as hard as I can, grinding away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely grinding because you're already at 10,000. So congrats on that. Although people listening to this will probably hear this in around two, three weeks. So it'll be sort of old news, but, you know, congrats. Um, uh, so, it's you know, it's kind of crazy how fast you grew. So let's talk about a little bit of how, why you wanted to do YouTube and what your goal was. Because you had a pretty ambitious goal with regards to, you know, YouTube subscriber counts and all that. Yeah. So um, I used to have a podcast about seven or eight years ago. <clears throat> and um, uh, when I kind of got burnt out a little bit on it, I wanted to, uh, I still wanted to come back and do something that was like entertaining, something that was kind of um, not just social media, but like social multimedia, if that's mm-hmm. a term, I think, unless I just made that <laughs> up. Um, and uh, I always knew I'd do something, but I actually thought I was going to take like a two month um, break from podcasting, I ended up taking like a six year break. And I always right. kind of was interested in YouTube. And when I decided to make the jump, um, I wanted to figure out what kind of niche I wanted to get into. I started kind of researching it, and uh, tech made sense because I was buying a lot. I've always bought a lot of tech. I've always been into tech. It just made sense. It was really easy for me to talk about. So uh, when I made that decision back in uh, January, I was watching a a creator called Everyday Dad. Uh, He had just had a celebratory video of doing uh, getting 10,000 subscribers in a year, and um, that seemed... Well, I don't know that I thought it was necessarily reasonable. I was surprised that it was possible because all right. the way up to that point, I was convinced that you could not grow on YouTube. I was just like, there's just too many people. There's just no way. Yeah. So uh, once I saw that video, I was kind of inspired. And I said, okay, well, let me see if it's actually possible. So, I mean, I was able to do it in about seven months, but um, yeah. <laughs> I, that was that was a little bit uh, surprising. Uh, you know, I, I'd always kind of thought I'd maybe be able to get it done in a year. And certainly if I couldn't, I was, I was going to just call it quits and... Um, and then not do it anymore, but right. uh, you know, I was able to do it. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, it's quite impressive, quite the grind. Yeah. Where do you see your channel going in the future now that you have hit this ten thousand uh, subscriber goal? Like, what do you want to do with the channel? I just want to do like a lot of the stuff that I had been doing um, was either specifically for SEO or specifically for the algorithm or specifically for ways to grow because my obsession was was growing to hit that number. Mm-hmm. And um, I think now I just want to do things that I think are fun and mm-hmm. things that are interesting to me and that I think that the people are watching are interesting. And also want to really grow my community and kind of cultivate this um, community of people that are interested in the same thing. So yeah. um, I think... I'm going to try to do a lot more opinion pieces whenever I can. Um, but, you know, I'll review things that I think are interesting or fun to myself and things that I can make into fun, entertaining videos. Because ultimately, um, I just want to make videos that are fun, entertaining, cool. People can share them and, and enjoy them. Awesome. Awesome. What do you feel like was kind of the biggest thing that helped you grow so quickly? Like in you know seven months, you're already at 10,000. 
Yeah, I was I was always on kind of a, a, a faster path. Um, there was a couple of things that I think a lot of things came together to make it happen. Um, certainly, um, some decisions I made early about what type of content I was going to do. What um, I looked at kind of the the genre as a whole. I saw what there was a lot of and what there was very little of, and I decided to um, kind of try to go into the the, the smaller area of the two um there wasn't a lot of humor with tech that i saw um i'm sure there's some out there but there wasn't as much as there were people trying to do amazing b-roll and amazing shots and stuff like that's just everybody right right so i was like well i'll do almost the opposite of that i'll make it entertaining and educational but if i make a mistake i'm gonna leave it in Mm -hmm. um you know if there's something kind of funny that happens I'm, i'm gonna let it stay Right. And uh, double down on that because it's different. And, you know, I heard a quote a long time ago that I think is so incredibly accurate. And it's um, uh, different is better than good. And mm-hmm. um, I think that that's what I've really been able to lean on. So between that and then also kind of hooking up with people who, who understand the way YouTube works and also doing a tremendous amount of research myself. Right. Um, where I just spent many hours upon hours upon hours upon hours of researching how to grow a channel on YouTube. Just all those things combined, I think, um, really kind of helped make it happen. Um, John Prosser from Front Page Tech really also helped um, kind of kickstart a little bit with his yeah. uh, his group of people. And I think one of the things I got from John, aside from some really interesting strategies, um, was like the people that came from his channel to mine ended up becoming like a core group of my viewers now. Yeah. Uh, previous to him, I had about 3,000 subscribers, but I didn't feel like I had like a real community now i feel like i have a real community seems like there's a lot of people that are interacting and leaving comments and stuff so um that exposure helped i think that's really cool with you know having a community like my channel i feel like it's gotten a few like there's a few people that i'm like oh yeah i recognize you and it's fun to kind of have Mm these conversations in the in the chat or not the chat the comments and stuff but uh Mm -hmm. yeah i was like on your live stream yesterday and uh it was cool to see all these people who are really vocal and talking a lot and um people that you just recognize and you're like, Oh yeah, I've seen you before. And then like, you, you know, become friends on Twitter or, um, do collabs with them in the future and stuff. It's just kind of cool to see mm-hmm. these people kind of come around you, your channel and your videos and, uh, just be super encouraging. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. That's, that's actually was one of the main goals. Um, I even put it on my about page, uh, when I very first started, um, and the very first kind of channel, um, trailer I ever did which was mm-hmm. just on my phone in my bedroom, I basically said that. I said, I'm trying to build um, a community of people to kind of not just chat with, but also maybe some of those people will help each other out if there's right. like a need in the community and stuff. And that's actually really important to me. And it's it's definitely still one of my top priorities for the future is to kind of build this community into something really interesting. Yeah, um, I want to be able to move things and make changes. And, and, you know, it's still live streaming is different because you have a different subset of people that watch those versus that watch your long, your longer, not longer form content, but your produced content. Right. Um, so there's a lot of people who watch my regular content who never come to live streams. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you know that the people that come to your live streams are generally speaking, you're like super core, like your hardcore right. fans or whatever. Right. So I try to service them, um, in a different way. Uh, but it also gives me kind of a, uh, an idea of what the people who who watch on the regular but don't either leave comments or don't come to live streams may be thinking. Mm-hmm. So I really want to like encourage that whole thing. I'm trying to figure out ways to 
encourage people who watch the produce content to try to drop in on the live streams. I'm also trying to do live streams at different times of the day right, right. so that uh, I give different people options because I actually have a lot of people overseas that watch. And I, like, for example, last night, the one you were on, um, I got this, this message from this kid who watches me uh, in the UK. And oh, wow. um, he was like, well, what time are you going to go on? And I, I set it up so that it would check because I don't know the time difference. And right. when you go, when you do a live screen, stream in, in, a, in advance, um, It'll tell you on the sub feed what time it is. And he said it was mm-hmm. going to be 2.30 a.m. his time. Oh, wow. And I was like, all right, well, the kid's like 16 or something. I was like, you know, I, you know I'll catch you next time. But he was there. Oh, and wow. he was there the entire time. And he wanted he wanted me to stream longer. And it's stuff like that that's kind of like, wow, that's nuts. I mean, at 2.30 in the morning, you're not getting me to do anything, really. Right. Yet, here's this kid who is just excited to be a part of the stream and wants to be there and wants to see me and stuff. And it's, you know, it's really cool um, to to think that, and I, but it also makes me really um, cognizant of the fact that I have to be very careful about what I say and how I say it and how right, I act, right. because now you're impacting other people. So yeah, it's exciting, but it's also like okay, settle down for a minute. Let's see, let's see what I really should be doing and saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like early said, you were talking about how you were trying to differentiate yourself. You're not trying to do you know the typical tech video, which is like super nice air. Super well, you know the A roll. I feel like these days kind of mm-hmm. comes second, yep. but like super nice B roll and like slow mo and like you know fun music and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're you're going a different route of like comedy and uh, kind of more of the personality side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's so important these days on YouTube because it's really hard to differentiate yourself. Um, and if you want to differentiate yourself, you have to be very different. Like you can't just be like. Uh, and this is something that I wonder about my own channel is like, yes, I'm trying to incorporate like more storytelling like I want to do like at some point I either want to be a DP or maybe a director and so like I'm trying to incorporate Mm -hmm. more storytelling into it but I -hmm. worry that it's still very 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 similar to what everyone else is doing and so you know I'm trying to find that balance Um, I take a lot of inspiration from uh, like Ash Taylor I don't know if you've heard of him Uh, he's Mm -hmm. this cinematographer cinematographer based in uh, Canada and Mm -hmm. his videos are amazing like like he takes B-roll to like a whole nother level. Like even sometimes it feels like even better than like Peter McKinnon kind of stuff. Like mm. it's a different style too. So that might be it too. But uh, his stuff's really good. Also Brandon Havard, I think you might know mm-hmm. who he is. Yeah. But like his uh-huh. stuff also, it's like, it's, it's, you know, the A-roll and the B-roll, that's there, but it's like a very different style to it. And so I've been trying to kind of make my videos not, to like rip them off or anything but like to be similar to that where it's like very intentional b-roll very intentional like storytelling to it if that makes sense Mm -hmm. uh so like yeah yeah, just trying to differentiate myself and i think like that's something a lot of people maybe struggle with with youtube is like how do you make yourself different how do you make yourself stand out but um, yeah yeah oh so you you had said about reaching ten thousand. that was kind of your milestone that was your goal when you started Mm -hmm. uh youtube what uh what made you want to set that goal? Uh it was it was the video really. Um I decided that cuz I know how I am. I have this interesting personality when it comes to um certain goals or certain things. Like if I want to buy something, I'll research the heck out of it. So I'll spend a lot of time researching. And I knew that if I was going to do this, it was going to be the same thing. I mean, that's how it was with our podcast. Like I would spend enormous amounts of time um you know, researching and and planning and producing so I, I needed to I need to have a cutoff where if I didn't get a certain goal by a certain time I could release myself from it and move on because mm-hmm. um, I, I you know I, I 
I'm almost a slave to myself trying to do it. So right. that was it. It was 10000 in a year because um, Everyday Dad was able to do it. So I knew that it was still possible. Right. Um, so as long as I hit that or very, very, very close, like within the 9,000s, then uh, it's fine. But I was going to cut my losses if, if I didn't make it um, right. within that time period because I figured I maybe wasn't doing something right. Now, I didn't know as much about YouTube and stuff as I do now. There's plenty of people who have been doing it for many years that are under 500 subscribers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have different thoughts about that. But for me, I, I had my goal and it, that was what it was. I mean, that yeah. was either going to do it or not. So. Yeah. So so what was it like trying to hit 10,000 in one year and having that kind of pressure of like, I'm going to quit if I, if I hit, you know, 700 and, or not 700, 7,000 yeah. and... Yeah, it was terrible. Um, and that's because it's self-inflicted. And the thing is, um, like, I guess, and I, and I didn't know going into it, like how bad it would be. I knew that 10,000 seemed like a lot and it was crazy and, and, but I mean, that was kind of part of the challenge. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, but I don't think I understood to the degree of like what would have to be done. And I just, I've just spent so much time and the, the numbers kept, you know, going up, but then sometimes they would go up slower than other times and I couldn't understand it. So then I'd research that and I would I'd obsess over the smallest thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, I think the only thing that kind of helped me keep sane was helping other creators, um, and, and being with other creators and talking to other creators, uh, because I would always cluster around, creators that were either my size or smaller and you know have these little talks and stuff and i'd give them advice that i was learning while i was getting along and, mm -hmm. and it helped me kind of refocus myself because they say you know as, as as a teacher or whatever like if you teach someone else you actually can learn as much if not more than the person you're teaching and i totally right. believe that right and at times you know in doing those kind of conversations and stuff i was learning as well and i enjoyed that and that's one thing that kept me sane because for the longest time i was so heads down that I didn't even, I wasn't even seeing the success. Like I, things were happening and I was like, okay, I'm still moving forward. Right. But I'll give you an example. So when I was at about, I originally had plans on doing live streams starting at a thousand subscribers because I figured before that almost no one would show up. And right. that was fairly true. But what ended up happening was I, I think I did one or, one or two at like 500 or 700 or something just because I really wanted to try it out. Yeah, And you know, it was kind of cool or whatever. And uh, the last live stream I had, I did around that time period was right after I got a thousand. I think there was like 10 people or so in the live stream, maybe even less by the mm -hmm. time I, I stopped. And it was just what I was used to. Then I just started grinding the heck out of everything. It's around that time I met Prosser and stuff. And for various reasons, I stopped live streaming. But uh, just a couple of weeks back, I was like, you know, I, I kind of just want to do one. Um, I just, I just kind of want to do one. Mm -hmm. And I, it's funny because my reality had stayed my, my, internal reality versus the actual reality had changed because last time I had done it, I had a thousand. And by the time I did it, this time it was like 8,000 or something subscribers. Right. So when I turned it on, I expected, you know, the 10 or 12 people that came before, but the first time I turned it on, almost 50 people showed up and I was oh, wow. like, what's going on? Like, I'm yeah. not even sure what to, I couldn't process it. Yeah. And, um, it's, uh, and it then became instantly addictive. Like I liked it before, but it became like addictive. I'm like, Oh crap, I need to start doing this. Cause this is so much fun. And then interacting yeah. with people, people I hadn't really talked to before. And in a kind of a live stream, it's a lot different. And you know, I, I'm probably going to live stream today because I enjoy it so much when I have the time to do it, I want to do it. Yeah. But the balance is, you know, when I'm live streaming, I can't be doing other things. I can't be actually creating another video. Right. So, um, I think I just have to figure out a, a good balance, but I'll tell you like the difference between then and now it's so drastic that it makes it brought this new thing to the experience that I wasn't expecting from the beginning. So had I known that, you know, 
the tough times, I actually could have been buffered by just talking to my subscribers, which is what I ended up being able to do. Yeah. Um, made it a lot better. So yeah. it was a nice little surprise. Yeah. I think it's interesting how, you know, you do something a long time ago and you maybe it's not a crazy success. So then in the future, you don't really do it. And then suddenly yeah. you do it again and it's just completely different because, you know, in your mind, it's still that old experience or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. trying to think of, I feel like this has happened to me, not like in YouTube or whatever, but, yeah. um, or, or in life. Yeah. Just in life in general, like, you know, you'll, you had a bad experience with, I don't know, zip lining or whatever, and then you do it again. It's so sure. much fun. And yeah. like in your mind, it's still that old experience, but then, you know, it's mm -hmm. really not if you give it another chance or whatever. I think it actually happens with people, um, gaining and losing weight actually hmm. um people especially that start um like heavy and then they lose a lot of weight but they still see themselves as kind of a larger person right um there's a, a guy uh boogie 2988 oh yeah YouTube. his it, it's amazing his story yeah and he's going through that right now he even said like you know at one point he was like 600 pounds and now he's down to about 300 and he forgot that he can now he has a new body basically mm -hmm. and that he the things he couldn't do for sure like a year ago are things that he actually can do now he just doesn't realize it until he tries so right, right. yeah it's a mindset thing it's really interesting yeah yeah or like uh even if it's not something that you're doing constantly like uh just with your youtube channel right like if you start and you started at 10 10 subscribers and then you get to 100 and then you get to 300 mm -hmm. like in your mind you still sometimes feel like you're still at that 10 or you're still at that 50 yeah. Yeah. But then if you if you go back and look at one of your old videos, first of all, like you can tell you've improved like crazy. And then sure. second of all, like, you know, the number, the amount of engagement, the number of views and all that, it's mm -hmm. gone up significantly. But the yeah. gradual, you know, change is so slow. Yeah. Sometimes it feels that you don't even it's notice. The new normal. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. It's the new normal. And, and I suffer from that, too, a lot because, I mean, I remember it wasn't but a couple months ago where it would take me three or four days um, to get over a hundred views on a video. And I always remember thinking, Oh, once I get to a hundred views, like that success, I can let it go. Right. And I, and I, and I can move on to the next thing. And now it takes me about 30 minutes. Right. But the thing is like, if a video starts to slow down after that, I kind of go, Oh, well crap, that's not good. So at the end of the day, mm -hmm. I might have, if I end up with at the end of the day with like 300 or 400 views on a video, I feel like it failed. Right. Um, when back in the day, only a couple months ago, it's not even a couple years ago. It's like a couple months ago that would have been unheard of. So, right. Right. Yeah, the new normal is kind of a weird thing. Um, so I try to be, I try to as much as I can, uh, be really grateful with regardless of whatever it is I'm doing. I just know these things are, are there's just uh, there's just no way to control any of them. Right. I mean, the only thing you control is everything before you hit publish, and then after that, it is what it is. You know. Yep. Yep. I think it's interesting how the finish line keeps moving as you go along. Uh, like mm -hmm. I remember for me, like getting a hundred views in one week was like, Oh my gosh. And yeah. now, now it's like about a hundred views a day. If it's like kind of a meh video or like, you know, yeah. success wise or whatever. But then like, you know, some mm -hmm. videos they just take off to get a couple thousand views and then it's like, wow, that's awesome. And then I start yeah. you know, comparing every video to that. And then I feel yeah, like that can be unhealthy that. too. Uh, so yep. it's, it's, it's interesting how, your mind keeps shifting what success is. And I think I, that's a good point. And I think, you know, in a lot of ways, um, it, it's important for us uh, as human beings to, to not let that shift too much. Like you always want to do better and there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, to be really grateful for those first, however many views and, and Roberta Blake talks about this all the time. Like some people get upset with 20 or 50 views, but mm -hmm. realize that if you were in a room with 20 or 50 people listening to what you had to say, you'd actually feel like a success. Yeah. And it's so true. 
And this is the same thing. And I need to kind of get myself out of that because you can't, you can't sit there and judge yourself against anyone else. It's just, it's not the way it is. Everyone's path is completely different. So, um, it's an important thing to consider just in life in general is to, is to realize that just because your success happens differently than someone else's does not make it any less. Right. Right. So, yeah. Right. Like comparing things to like physical, like people like if you got 50 views that's 50 people watching it uh 300 yeah. views that's like the size of a theater like you know yeah. a whole theater premiere kind of thing so that's like kind of if you put it into that perspective it kind of really kind of blows your mind um i think that's really awesome yeah and then in a lot of ways like i sit here and um uh, they just become numbers now so you look at you look at like your dashboard or whatever and you just see these large numbers and you can't actually even wrap your head around what that means so mm-hmm. for example like if if a video of yours gets in the first you know hour or so it gets like thirty or forty views, you can visualize thirty or forty people pretty easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty easily. Not maybe not like super easy, but pretty easily. Yeah. Like you've been in a room with thirty four people, and you know what I mean. So that's okay. And even a hundred, you can kind of go, okay, yeah, concert or something. Or maybe a couple, maybe even a thousand. Like you maybe can go. I can kind of remember what that's like. Right. But then when you start getting to like twenty, thirty, forty thousand, like it starts to lose what that means you just know that that's a good number right so you don't actually have an actual kind of thought behind what that means yeah it's just a number so for example um like i'm up my channel views since the beginning of this year are at like uh let me look it's like eight hundred and eighty thousand or something eight or ninety thousand oh, wow. i don't know what that means i right. just know that that's a number that's close to a million once it gets to a million I don't know what that means. Like, I know what a million is, mm-hmm. but what does that mean? What does that look like? It's yeah. impossible. Like, so it almost becomes this kind of thing where it, you're better off focusing on smaller numbers because A, you're going to hit them almost every time. Right. And B, they're more meaningful. These these large numbers, while I'm not going to hate on them, are, they're hard to wrap your head around. Right. So I, I wonder if I should just concentrate more on these like... Like I did before, like the first 100, like that's cool, that's great, and now I can move on to the next thing and not even worry about it. Yeah. Um, versus, ah oh, man, a thousand views, that's not good enough. It's like, well, right. find a thousand people that'll listen to what you have to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's nuts. Yeah, so, it is crazy. Yeah. Uh, just the democratization of video and how now you know the access that people have. Uh, you can go and just publish a video, and it's something people can watch. Like back in the day you could maybe you know create a tape or whatever and play it for your family and friends or whatever and that's kind of the extent to where it would go mm-hmm. um yep. if you really wanted a lot of people to see it you had to kind of go make a movie like a real movie and so yep. now being able to you know get you know a thousand views per video or whatever it's just just crazy <laughs> well and what really has been flipping me is like where people are from it's I always think it's cool when I hear people in the US different states and stuff but it always really trips me up when I hear like Pakistan or or Ireland, or yeah. you know, the UK, like all these like places I'll never see. India, I got tons of people to watch me from India. It's it's like these are places I'll never get a go- chance to go to, um, but they know who I am. Like that yeah. is really weird. Yeah, yeah, but in a cool way. Yeah, yeah. The uh, so then for people who you know are just starting out with their YouTube channel and they are just getting you know they maybe just hit a hundred subscribers or maybe they're not even there yet. Like, what would be something that you'd want to say? to that creator uh it's it's a different thing well if i'm really super honest it's not for everybody i would just say that right off the bat it's Mm -hmm. not for everybody but it is for everybody and what i mean by that is um anyone can do youtube and put a video up and do whatever not everyone is is gonna be able to have like 
success, like the the numbers, the, right. the big numbers. However, everyone can get at least ten views. Like you just can, just mm-hmm. by nature of putting something up, make it an interesting. Eventually, YouTube is going to give it to some people. Right. Um, so, depending on what you're trying to get out of the experience, you can either be very successful right away and forever, or you can be banging your head against the wall for a very long time. So, you know, I think. Um, one of the main things is to find something that you're going to want to do regardless of what the views say. Mm-hmm. And you hear a lot of big people say that, big uh, creators say that. But it is true, especially at the beginning, because, I mean, I remember once upon a time when I was throwing out videos and I would wait, you know, hours for it to go from no views to at least one view. Like right. it was, it was, it was like, oh man, I hope maybe I'll just watch it just to get that no views <laughs> on there, yeah. off of there. Um, but now I wait seconds. So right. it's, it's, you know, everything changes, but at the beginning, it's a hell of a grind. And it's just one of those things where if you're doing it just for the fun of it, you're never going to be disappointed. But right. if you're doing it to try to make something big, just be prepared. Just prepare yourself and um, just understand the long-term goal. So, like I said, it's for everyone and it's for no one. For the for the person who thinks they're going to be a big YouTuber and isn't going to put the time in, it's probably not going to work out. It'll probably be disappointing right. and they'll probably quit after a month. But for the person that a maybe just does it for fun, they're going to be successful or B is really work, really willing to put the time in and really make something big. That'll probably work out for you as well. Right. Right. Yeah. I think it's important to know why you're doing YouTube, not just because everyone's doing it because you know, your favorite yeah. creators happen to be on YouTube and therefore you should do it too. But like understand why you're going to do it and also understand the, the reality of it's going to be a lot, a lot of work if you want to get to some sort of position of like 10,000 subscribers, 100,000 or whatever. Um, right. It just takes a lot of work and you have to love what you're doing during that time versus like, oh, I'll enjoy it once I'm at 10,000 or once I'm at 100,000. Like you have to, you know, do it for yourself versus do it for um, the numbers or whatever. And try to enjoy the journey as much as you can. Like, that's yeah. what I'm really um, focused on at this moment is trying to enjoy where I am right now uh, rather than thinking about the next thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of the extent of the questions that I have for you. So uh, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, first guest of the show, so that's exciting. <laughs> and uh, show, as of recording, it's launching this Monday. So I'm really excited about awesome. that. Awesome. Uh, so where can people find you on the internet? Sure. Um, Travis MCP, pretty much anywhere. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, what's the other one? Uh, YouTube, I think, is the other one. Uh, so, yeah, just find me on there and, uh, you know, follow me up if you feel like it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation and got something out of it. I know I certainly did. Travis is a really awesome dude. Uh, Definitely go check out his stuff. He does YouTube videos. He's on Twitter and Instagram, so definitely consider following him wherever. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to say again, thank you, Travis, for coming on the show and being our first guest. If you enjoy this show and uh, would like to help out, there's a few ways you can do that. First of all, you can just share it on social media, which would be a great help. That's kind of the only way podcasts really get found, aside from like top charts and iTunes, which um, we're not hitting that anytime soon. So if you could share it on social media, that would be awesome. Uh, If you'd like to support the show monetarily, you can do that uh, through the link in the description or at anchor.fm slash creative aperture and click the support the show button. Huge thank you to everyone who's already supporting the show with a monthly subscription. Your support means a whole lot to us. 
I mean, I guess to me, because I'm the only one here at Creative Aperture. But uh, yeah, thank you very, very much. It means a lot. But yeah, if you want to help out, definitely leave a review in iTunes. That would mean a whole lot. Uh, also, another thing, so I guess four things, but if you enjoy the show, feel free to let me know on Twitter or on uh, or via email, jacksonhvisuals at gmail.com. Well, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. So thanks so much for listening. My name is Jackson Hayes, and this has been Creative Aperture. I'll talk to you soon.